0: Hey guys, what's up? Before we jump into today's episode, I have a quick message from our sponsor, Content Snare. Getting content out of your clients can be such a pain. Anyone who's done web dev or client websites knows what I'm talking about. You have to constantly chase them up with email after email and call after call. Then they'll send 20 different emails with loads of attachments and different documents in strange formats. Kid you not, you guys, I literally received website content uh, via Facebook Messenger once. So then you'll waste your time getting the content together in a format you can actually use. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> content Snare fixes this by getting the content you need in the right format in one place and it does all the client chasing for you. Structure the content you need so your client can see exactly what's required. Then you can send it to the client and let Content Snare chase them up automatically. You can approve their content or ask for some changes and voila, you're done. Now you're ready to download everything you need to build the website. Don't let client content headaches get in the way of doing what you do best. Try Content Snare today. All right, guys, and Content Snare has hooked you up with a 50% off the first two months of your account. Use coupon code WPCHICK. That's all caps, WPCHICK. And on that note, let's jump into the episode. So you're using WordPress and you have your business online. The next question is, now what? With so much to do and so little time, it's hard to figure out where you should put your energy. WordPress might be the foundation for your website, but it's what you do with your business that counts. In this podcast, we'll talk about building and running an online business, but you have to be willing to do the work and just show up. My name is Kim Doyle, aka The WordPress Chick, and this is The WordPress Chick Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. We, well, I've got a guest on for you today. I was about to do the drum roll of we are talking about one of my um, latest obsessions, which I think listeners probably think I do this a lot. But first, let me introduce my guest. I have Ross Brand on the show today from Livestream Universe. Ross, thank you for being here.
1: Hey, Kim. Thanks so much for having me. Really enjoy your show and uh, looking forward to chatting with you.
0: Thanks. Yeah, I think the first time we chatted, it was like just to connect and it was like two hours later.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> so people should should get ready for a long show or. <laughs> uh, well, no,
0: we'll we'll keep the show to an hour, but it, it should be fun nonetheless, because it's when you have those, you know, those organic conversations, you know, you've got some good, good subjects to chat about. Um, you know what I was just thinking, too, Ross? It's funny, as as I called you initially before we started. It's like you can always tell when someone does professional broadcasting, which uh, the quality and the sound and <laughs> talking to you is fantastic. So, Oh, um, thanks. Yeah, yeah. So before we talk about live streaming and all of this awesomeness that's happening in this space, uh, introduce yourself to listeners. Give us a little bit of your background. It, it's a nice segue into what you're doing.
1: <laughs> sure. So um, I worked in radio for over 10 years on air doing uh, sports casting and Then I I left radio, wanted to do some other things and went and got a master's in HR and uh, was doing recruiting and a variety of different HR functions and consulting. And then in, I guess, the fall of 2015, I discovered Blab and I didn't even know what Blab was. I thought it sounded like some sort of like chat discussion place or whatever. Oh, we're going to chat about it on Blab. And I opened it up and it was like wow, I'm in talk radio heaven here. And, you know, I thought I would never, like, do broadcasting again. I had a good run. You know, I had some great experiences, got to, you know, go to a Super Bowl and 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 cover some great events and meet great people and stuff like that. But I had moved on. I was totally in a different career in a different place. And when I discovered Blab, it's like I fell in love with broadcasting again. I mean, it was really, like talk radio with webcams and you know people are just having conversations and they were quote unquote calling in you know coming into a seat hopping on camera talking with the host and then jumping off people were doing interviews guests recording their podcasts and uh, a great community kind of formed around around blab and that's kind of how i got back into it i started out uh just you know, tweeting about what people were doing. I was like, I'm not actually going to go on camera. I practically never used a webcam before. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I didn't have any setup for, bra- I didn't even have a microphone. And uh, after about eight days, there were about 500 followers. And I was like, wow, there's a pretty passionate community. Now it hasn't grown like that since because. You know, it's a smaller community, and and we're still still a year and a half later, kind of in the the early phases of of uh, live streaming, the early adopter phase, if you want to call it that. Um, but I started a website. And, you know, started promoting what people were doing and just kind of like there was no TV guide for live streaming. So that's that's kind of what I thought I would do. Right. <laughs> and then after about a month and a half, I I kind of got the bug and I was like, OK, let me do a show. It'll help promote the website. That's how I w- was thinking about it. And of course, as you know, from doing a podcast, you might have started it to promote your website or promote your business. But it kind of takes a life of on a life of its own. Right. Oh, my God. And, totally. and eventually <laughs> eventually you're you're also promoting the show and the website serves to promote the show and you know obviously the the show kind of takes off if it does and then you know that's kind of my focus became the the as we'd say in broadcasting the on air side of things right um and my website became more uh about being a place to put the shows and talk about what's coming up next and stuff I, i've And then I started doing these updates where I would highlight what other people were doing and just talk about. It It was kind of like a five-minute newscast about live streaming. Um, And I did that for about 10 months. I did it five days a week for a while. Then I dropped down to three days a week. And uh, eventually I was just too busy with other things and wanted to kind of challenge myself to do more mobile video. So um, I'm not doing that that at this time. Uh, But my kind of my bread and butter has been interview shows uh, over over the the past year and a half.
0: Okay, um, awesome segue. So if in terms of you were saying like the bread and butter. So what is your current business today? You know, how are and (laughs) I'm just going to prepare you. I'm going to I want to dig into what people are using live streaming for in terms of monetizing it and and whatnot. But so what is what is your current business then for the listeners?
1: So. Uh, My business is I do HR, career consulting, and I'm big on helping bring social media, web design, uh, digital marketing into the, you know, HR, learning and development uh, career space. So that's kind of my my day-to-day focus, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to get to the point where, you know, I could just do live streaming, although I also really enjoy what I'm doing. Uh, with HR, and maybe at some point I could merge the two. Uh, but right now live streaming be is sort of uh, not something that that's you know my primary my primary business. It's something that's you know a passion, and it, it's you know I try and treat it like a business because maybe live stream universe will grow into, you know, uh, a full time supportive business at one time at some time. But right now it's definitely. More of a side hustle or a passion or a hobby or whatever whatever the term is for it.
0: Uh, no, that's great. And and I was asking, you know, because you seem to be everywhere, and so obviously with the consulting, you're able to control your schedule and and work all around that and whatnot. Um, so how I'm I'm not sure where to start with this, but really, like you're you're very involved in the Be Live community, which I think has really taken a just mass market share, right? There's, there's other tools and stuff out there. You're very involved right. in that. So um can you, I, I'd like to know a little insight into what do you see people doing with live streaming? And, and let me give you sort of a little <laughs> background on this. Like, there are some people that have like four and five shows, and they're all on different topics. And, you know, as someone who creates a lot of content, I'm like, how do they have the time <laughs> to do all this and be running a business? Or is it, you know, it seems like a lot of people are are live streaming all the time. And I'm like, what, where's the business or the strategy behind it? And for everybody listening, I'm not saying that everything has to have this. I I think it's a a connector, right? An audience. And so I think that is key, but I just am curious, like what's working. What are people doing with it?
1: I mean, I think a lot of people are doing it. um, They may say like, okay, this is helping me build my brand or this is, um, you know, gonna, gonna promote my business or whatever. But I think a lot of the people who are doing it just enjoy it. Right. And, and people kind of come from three different areas, right? Some people come from social media. And when I say social media, the whole sort of digital, digital marketing, social media, you know, just online Mm -hmm. being into online things. And this is sort of the new, shiny object and they're into that same thing with a lot of people come from the tech side. And so um, those are two areas that people come from. And I think they like being part of something that's new and that it's live and that it really um, takes the connection that we make with people through social media to a whole different level, right? Because now you're seeing their face and you're hearing their voice and you're hearing them laugh and they're not just their avatar, uh, that you're chatting with on on a, on Twitter or something like that, right, or through posts. Um, a, a, and then there's also um, people, some people, not a lot, uh, but there's a few people like me who came to it from broadcasting, although I've also been kind of pretty heavy in the social media world for, for several years, but I kind of consider myself more coming from the broadcasting angle to this, um, but you need some combination of all three, right? You need to at least have the basics on the technology side. Um, you, you need to have some understanding of social media because it's not the same as, uh, you know, uh, one to many broadcasting where you're just pushing it, pushing out a recorded content. When you're live streaming, there's the chat and the engagement, which makes it different than, Television, or or even uh, different than live radio in a lot of ways, and you know then of course there's uh, broadcasting skills that you know the better you are on air and on you know directing the show and all that kind of stuff um, that that all helps. So I think there's there's three areas. There, but people are coming to it from all different reasons. And I I think a lot of people like it and, you know, they hope that it will become something. But I think a lot of people are doing it because they liked it. And those who don't really enjoy it or didn't see uh, an immediate business result probably dropped out along the way. I can think of a lot of people as well who had shows and were on air. And, you know, after a few months, there's like, where's the ROI? And they stopped doing it. And then there's other people who built their business. They've built an entire business and made all sorts of contacts and, and developed uh, relationships and clients and built a brand through live streaming. Um, but I don't know that anybody's monetized. I, I won't say anybody, but very few people have monetized the show to where they can just show up five days a week and broadcast and they have sponsors paying their way.
0: Yeah, well, and you know, as you were saying that in a, a couple things. So first, you know, when I started the podcast, I just wanted to have more fun. And I knew right. I've always been a, a massive audio content consumer, you know, like books on Tape, actual cassette tapes. Um, right. But, but just, you know, so I knew and I was a podcast listener and I just wanted more fun. And it, it fully, when you were saying it took on a life of its own, it absolutely did. And you know, what's interesting is I would bet you that some of the people that didn't see the ROI and abandon it. Um, it, it it's, it's for that purpose too. That if you're approaching something from the perspective of, well, I'm going to do this because it's going to bring me money. It, it never works, at least in my experience, right? right. right? It, and when you're approaching it from the place of, you know, connecting and value. And so just as an example, and I want to come back to some of the shows that you're connected with is, you know, this morning I actually sent out an email to my audience because I'm not kidding you, Ross. So I went, you know, I, I look at my stats somewhat regularly and there's some that are in the dashboard of my site. Right. And my podcast has had 4,000 more downloads for June than the total of May already wow and i've got we're recording this there's still two more episodes to air the only thing i've done different is live streaming (laughs) wow so so to me right so i look at this and and i'm thinking because if somebody's gonna connect with if i i've I've always believed that if someone connects with you through a podcast or video it's like they feel like they know you a little bit it's a little bit more intimate connection and then those people also stick around and they hear me when they read me but right to to look at that I was floored now part of it you know I did do a um, I hit 150 episodes so I one of the live streams was a giveaway Just, right and mind you it was a week and a half after that episode <laughs> aired but I was like I don't care and friends donated stuff but the point is I, that is the only thing I've done differently Ross like I'm consistent with I email for all the episodes all of those things but for whatever reason. And I'm sure I've had a couple people that have shared it maybe a little bit more, but at the end of the day, the only thing that I can differentiate is live streaming.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, that's amazing. And that shows, and and that's a big way I think people are using it as, as something that supports something else, not as its own business. Right. Mm -hmm. And I I did recently did a a Q and a for, um, a, a content marketing event and, I came up with sort of three paths to monetizing live streaming. And and, and one path obviously is going all in and getting sponsors and, you know, being able to make money directly from the show. I think that's like I said, that's very few uh, people who are able to do that at this point. Very few. The audiences just aren't big enough um, for the most part. Then the second sort of path is the relationship, the time and rapport and relationship building and building a personal brand. And uh, really, people get to know you. And then when they need somebody to talk to work, talk about, uh, you know, they need they need they need help. I need help with something with WordPress. And now I think, OK. I know the WordPress chick from uh, her live streams. Let me call her, or let me, you know, recommend somebody to her. And and I think you know some of the people who are making money uh, indirectly from live streaming have seen themselves, and especially people who are solopreneurs and small business owners, where a couple of clients could make a big difference in your your revenue for a month or for a quarter or whatever. Um, I think those relationships may be paying off, right? Yeah. Because if I go to California, I know uh, an attorney from live streaming. So if I had a legal question, he'd be the first person that I would think of. I couldn't think of another attorney off the top of my head, right? Yeah. Because he's been around. So then then there's that path. And then there's what I I call the portfolio method, which is you're not really getting anything necessarily from the live show. You may or you may not. But the purpose really is to take the recorded shows and have a digital footprint, right? You're putting it on, on your YouTube channel. You're, embedding, you're embedding, embedding, easy for me to say, on your <laughs> website, right? And, and then what happens is I'm considering, you know, doing business with somebody, right? And I, they send me a link to their website or, the, you know, I Google them and their YouTube channel comes up. And I check out their videos, and then I get a sense that, like, okay, I'm looking for that confirmation, right? I want to do you, – you, you think you, they've been recommended by somebody – I had a nice phone conversation and now I want a little more confirmation before I write the check, right? So I'm checking out their online portfolio, so to speak. And I'm, I'm watching some of their, you know, recorded live streams on their YouTube channel or embedded on their, their website. And I'm saying, feeling like I'm getting to know them better. And instead of them saying, you know, I have excellent communication skills and I understand, uh, you know, marketing or whatever instead i'm seeing them actually talking about it when they were live off the top of their head engaging with with viewers and answering questions and things like that and i'm i'm saying okay that's a lot more than what most people are able to show me who you know i might also consider doing business with so i i think that's a big that's a that's sort of the underrated one right when we talk all about the live engagement and everything else there is that sort of—I call it the portfolio method—and that is, it just—it's good content to add to your to your digital footprint, so to speak. Because I think a lot of times, if somebody's checking you out quickly, they might be more likely to click on a video and watch a couple minutes of it than they will to read blog posts or, you know do do more kind of uh with photos and text and things like that. So uh, that's kind of the the three ways I see. I'm sure there there are other ways um but those are kind of the paths and I think it's mostly the building relationships and having the digital footprint that that's paying off more than somebody's monetizing it directly.
0: Now, well, I love the portfolio method. And I'm gonna, I want to hit on all of those. So, you know, and the first thing to your point with the sponsors, like, it's probably I I would guess that it's just a little bit too early for in this space, right? That my, with the email that I sent out today, it was that I feel like it's still kind of the Wild West, people are figuring out what works for them. And, and what works for my audience may not work for somebody else, right? So it's, it's really connecting there. Um, You know, and it's, you know, the relationship hands down. I, I, I just can't stress that enough. I think it's a great way to connect with people, but the portfolio method, I love that. And I'd be curious to know your thoughts on the repurposing side of it. You know, uh, Hanny Moore is a great friend. He's got that great, uh, web app, repurpose.io, but I had right. a conversation last week, um, uh, with Dan Norris, who was, was big in the WordPress space. He, he's kind of this prolific creator. He has a very different take on, he feels like it, it, it dilutes the content a little bit with repurposing and, to a certain extent, like I could kind of see his point. But I feel like if you take something like with my live streams, I pull them in as a post. But then I I give my thoughts and feedback on how the live stream went, right. So I'm not just trying to regurgitate it. Now with YouTube, it puts me and then I send them to YouTube as well. I feel I mean, I probably should be going back to YouTube and, you know, editing the descriptions and stuff. And you know, One of these days when I choose not to sleep, I'll get there. But, (laughs) um, you know, so, I mean, what are your thoughts on do you feel like it does dilute the content if you're trying to repurpose it everywhere?
1: I don't think so, um, because the people who may find you on on YouTube are going to find you through a search. Right. They probably didn't watch you live. They might not even know who you are. right? Right. They just are searching for whatever topic your live stream was about. Um, and and then that comes up. But again, y- looking at the portfolio method, because I know the hardcore YouTubers are all about using YouTube as another social network, and they have all sorts of strategies for posting on different days and different lengths of content and all that. Uh, but a lot of people don't have time for all that, right? Right. I mean, right. It, it, we have busy lives, so how I don't. I'm not one of these people who say like you're doing something wrong. If you just have a YouTube channel where you post something and then, you know, you don't really pay that much attention or promote it. Because, again, if one potential client goes there and searches for you or finds it in a Google search when they're Googling you and they check out your videos and they see you've got 35, 40 videos talking uh, about your business or whatever that. That just is going to kill most of the competition who who has no digital footprint or has a very lit, limited digital footprint or is putting out social media posts and blog posts that that are relatively indistinguishable from everyone else. Right. Yeah. But fewer people are doing video where they're at, where you can actually see the person you might do business with, the person you might hire um, actually talking about their subject matter in real time. You know that somebody else isn't talking about, you know, look, can people script stuff? Can they prep on an area that they, of course they can. But who goes through that much effort on on some topic of business and and does it over and over and over again? It's too much effort. Right. Eventually, yeah. you you kind of see through on that. I mean, you know, you could fake a podcast or two. Right. But you can't do one hundred and fifty podcasts. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know because you 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 wikipedia something and then you you decided okay i can talk about this for a little while right <laughs> it's it's a huge i wikipedia it's like google <laughs> right right i mean you don't know what direction this conversation's going you have to have some there's more that, that goes into it than just being able to uh throw something together and I I think that's where the the value is. You don't have to have an active YouTube channel. You just need the right person to find it when they're considering whether to write a check or not, right?
0: Well, yeah, and and I think the other thing is, to your point, people – different people prefer different platforms. And, you know, like this whole – in a way, I think there's this, you know, be everywhere. It's like, oh, I mean, I'm quote-unquote everywhere. Like I'm on all the platform, whatever, but – my primary social media platform of engagement is absolutely Facebook. And does that mean I still, you know, I'll engage on Twitter and have conversations, but I still send my content to you because I've done screencasting for a while. So I do have a channel, but it's it's one of those things that, again, I I think to your point, you don't know. And, you know, it's something, (laughs) and I don't know if you've seen this, and, and maybe this is just the way my brain works, but... You know, where a lot of people, I think, in this digital space are like, well, is this going to work? Is this going to work? And it's like, you don't know until you do it, right? You have to just pull the trigger and get out there. And like having, and like, I've talked about this, that when I live stream, I need at least like a bullet list, my because I don't want to... One, I talk kind of quickly. So all of a sudden I feel like I've been there for, you know, 20 minutes and it's been like six. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. I'm all slow down, (laughs) Doyle. Um, you know, but I, but I do think, and, and to your point of seeing people, especially if it's an interview or you're, or you're sharing someone else's stuff. I mean, I still feel it's kind of like the podcast. Like I know that we're going back and forth. But my goal is to share what you're doing and your experience in this space. And so it's also saying, here's a platform, here's somebody I trust. It also builds a different level of trust with your audience.
1: Right. And, you know, I, I think like to break it down, like when I have spoken to graduate students and I've asked them, you know, how many people here have a blog and like one hand from a class goes up and how many people here are 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 doing video? And no hands go up. How many people have a Twitter account? Like, two hands go up of people who, like, and who's tweeted in the last six months, right? And I try and get across, like, you think that everything's so saturated and and there's just so much noise. But you know what? All the kids have have Snapchat. You know, I'm talking about people who are in their, you know, early to 20s to late 20s to early 30s. And they all have Snapchat accounts, right? Mm-hmm. but but nobody's googling and finding your snapchat account when you're trying to get a job right um if you so if they simply would blog about the area that they want to work in they don't even have to be good at what they're blogging about right that would make but if they're just okay at it they stand out from all their the their competition that isn't blogging if they just tweet occasionally about their business and make some connections that way whatever um it's just a way to show because companies are looking at like okay i know nobody from you know the younger generation is going to stay more than six months to a year in a job right Mm -hmm. and 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 So at least I want to hire somebody who's actually interested in the work. Well, somebody who's taken the time to blog, even if it's sporadically, even if it's one post of every other month or whatever over the course of six months or a year or whatever. So that could be three to six posts. Right. That's three to six more posts than almost everybody else that I'm going to interview for that position. Right. Yeah. And so that person's going to stand out as somebody wow, they're really interested in this. They took some time. They actually know something about it. And I think, like, you know, live streaming is doing that on steroids, right? Because now I'm not, you know, they're not just, say, pulling from the conventional wisdom of a, of a, somebody else's post and, and dumping it into their blog post. They're actually going on and showing their ability to, you know, construct, uh, you know, good conversations around the material. So I I think that that's where live streaming really can help people who are thinking about it as, oh, well, there's so much noise and you can't make any money from it and whatever. If you, if your goal is to have a hit show doing it, well, you know, it's like having a hit TV show or, uh, you know, getting, getting your movie picked up by a major, you know, production house or whatever. Your, your chances aren't very good, right? Totally. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that the tool can't be effective in your larger social marketing career strategy. And, you know, that's when you talk about like where I might be going with it. um, I'm hoping eventually that, you know, people will want to be live streaming or want to be doing video and audio as part of their resumes. And and companies (laughs) will be using live streaming like these things always generally tend to start with marketing. Right. And, you know, you see people. Uh, you know, marketing with live streaming or using video as a big part of their, you know, overall digital marketing strategy. Well, the same process can be used for instead of being customer focused, it can be focused on internal marketing, marketing to your employees, marketing to, uh, job candidates, part of the, the whole recruiting process. So I see that, that, that there could be a role for it. So. I don't know, and and there could be a time where where it becomes like having a website, right? Remember when people started having websites? They really had no idea why they had a website, but they knew they needed to have a website. If you have a business, you need a website, right? Mm-hmm. And they would say in an advertisement, "Check out our website," right? No idea why they weren't selling anything on their <laughs> yeah, website. Yeah. You know, it was a home page uh, in an awful black background with oh uh, white and yellow writing, and you know, it had their address and their phone number on it. And you said, "Well, what was the point of that? I could just drive to your store five minutes away, right?" Yeah. Um, but now people are selling things, and the online business can 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 sometimes be more important than than the storefront, right? Than 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 the brick and mortar business. And so, will there come a time when Every business says, okay, I need to be live streaming. And then beyond that, I understand what live streaming can do and why it's a competitive advantage if I can do it well. So if that time comes, I think those people who've gone all in on live streaming and developed the skill set and if they have some, some business savvy and they can understand how it can be applied in different business contexts and how people can take the content that they do and tie it to their business and vice versa, um, without necessarily, right. Cause like not every business is that interesting, but how do you find what's interesting that can sort of connect to the business and potentially make customers aware of your business and how they can find you when they need what your, your product or services. So, um, that's a very long explanation. <laughs> I don't even know what the question is. I don't remember what it was either. <laughs> the answer the answer is maybe one day, just like having a Twitter account or a a Facebook page or a website, uh, people will decide they need live streaming. And if they do, then that'll open a whole nother set of doors for people who do live streaming. And that's, you know, to be teaching and training others and helping them develop strategy and helping them set up and and helping them develop content and just really helping people who are very busy with their business uh get to market with it as quickly as possible.
0: So yeah, so much, so much goodness in there. Let me, I'm gonna <laughs> Okay. The first thing that really popped into my head though too was was simply that it's content, you know. And I want to say it was uh Joe Polizzi of Content Marketing Institute. I don't know if it was one of their latest podcasts where they said, you know, eventually content marketing is just gonna be called marketing. I, I mean it it simply is. It's not going anywhere. I think people who have tried to do one thing or the other without getting into creating content. It, you know, if you're in this for the long haul and you want a sustainable business, then you need to provide valuable content period, you know, but, but to your point about where you were saying, you know, not every business is interesting. Here's, here's a crazy thing though, is if you're looking for, and again, this was in, I, I'll have to look it up, but it was another book of Joe Polizzi's, um where he talked about, I don't know if you know this story. It was a um, fiberglass pool company. Did you have you heard this story? No, I haven't. Okay. So it was a fiber a fiberglass pool company. It was before the crash in 2008, right? The real estate crash and everything. And they were somewhere in Middle America, I think. And they they were spending, I don't know, say 30, 40 grand a year on on, you know, uh outbound traffic. And and they realized, oh my God, we we have to cut back. I mean, the only way that they could stay in business was to cut, they had to cut the marketing. And they literally, through content marketing and all he did, and and again, I will put the book in the show notes for people, um, but what right. this pool company did was they just started doing answering customer questions on the blog. That was it. He just started creating content around what people's questions were. I believe, and, and again, don't quote me, anybody, but they are now the largest fiberglass pool manufacturing company in the United wow. States. He completely <laughs> turned his company around in a recession, right, where real estate's crashing, who's putting pools in their house, in their homes, you know, so that type of thing, but it was all through through that. So in essence, if you're live streaming to your customers talking about the problems you solve for them, it's gonna be interesting to them, right?
1: Right, and I, I think if you have a business like you're making cakes, fancy wedding cakes or something, then actually live streaming parts of the process Or doing a time lapse video to show how it all goes from, you know, flour and butter and milk and whatever, you know, and eggs and whatever into this, you know, beautifully designed end product um, is interesting in and of itself. Right. If you are making some sort of widget or something. Right. The actual, you know, okay, here it comes down the factory line. They screw the top on it and drop it in the right. That's not that interesting how the widget's used and what end product it's used or the town where the factory is located, or, you know, there's any number of ways that any business could be interesting, right? Mm -hmm. They just have to find, figure out how they can, what the tie in, right? Like if you have, um, I don't know, you you have a, a, a real estate agency, right? Well, Showing you live streaming yourself, uh, answering phone calls and preparing <laughs> ads probably isn't that interesting. But showing a live walkthrough of a house, the first, you know, the first time you take a tour of it or when it's just about ready to hit the market or whatever. That's interesting. Right. I Absolutely. Mean, <laughs> and that's beneficial. i um, like just a recorded video is beneficial, but imagine being able to show off houses where I don't have to drive to open houses all day. Sunday, I can just watch live streams and could literally ask questions. Uh, okay. So the, the bath in the basement, is that a half bath or a full bath? And you know, Oh, look at the, you know, and, and, oh, look at this backyard. It's much bigger than, you know, we would have expected on this piece of property. Yeah, whatever. I mean, there's so much you could do. You just have to find the right angle for your business, right? And, and where it fits in, or if it doesn't necessarily fit into the core business, then you talk about what's around it, right? Like you, you could always talk about what it's like if you're an interesting city, you know, what it's like, what there is to do in the city, tourist places, things like that. And, and, you know, oh, by the way, if you decide to buy a house here, <laughs> yeah, come Look see us, right? Yeah. yeah. If you decide that, you know, living by the beach, isn't just something you want to do one week a year, but it's uh you want to get your own place, come sit, you know, so any business could find an angle in which they can build relationships and uh, with people, but also become the sort of the known business in that, in that industry. Right. Because. Mm-hmm. That business will, will, yeah, you look, I would watch a live stream from a a realtor where I was going to go on vacation just to see how people live and what things are like. Even if I, I had no idea that I was ever going to buy a house there. Right. Yeah. And, and, but then if I did decide to buy a house there, um, guess which real estate agency is going to be the first one I go to? The one where I've just been on live streams conversing with the person or chatting in the comments and enjoying the views. And they're the people I know. I feel like I already have a relationship. Let's start there. Now, that's a little far-fetched, right? But still, if you're doing that regularly and you get one out-of-towner or two out-of-towners that make a big purchase uh, a month or every other month or whatever, that's still impacting your bottom line nicely. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. And I th- I think the other thing that this goes along with any sort of content, right? And people, there isn't necessarily a right or wrong way to do it. You have to right. figure that out as you go. And I think being super honest with that and saying, hey, guys, this is my first live stream, you know, tell me and just engaging and having those conversations with your viewers, they'll yeah. dictate it. You know, when I did the the uh, 150 episode, the giveaway, I was talking about just what's coming and you know, where things are headed with my business. And I started talking about uh, lead surveys, the web app, the amount of questions and oh, my God, Ross, it was so... Right powerful. And my business partner was on. And so the things that people were asking me completely dictated the messaging we need to be, you know, bring across. And so even for that, you know, I look at, at doing live streaming, because I'll tell you, I, I get more people on a live stream than I do on a webinar. And I'm, uh-huh. I don't think webinars are going away. And I'm not saying that. But I looked at doing this launch. So it's like on one hand, where I want people's name and email address. You know, on the other hand, it's like, yeah, but if you can get a hundred people, one hundred and fifty people live, asking questions and and really engaging with you and your commitment to your product, your service, whatever. I don't, you know, I'd I'd rather have you know twenty people out of that hundred show up as subscribers than two hundred people who might attend a webinar.
1: Right, and imagine if you're going to do the webinar, or you're going to launch a live course, or a you're going to record a course, or you're going to be giving a, a a speech at a big conference or something like that. What a great way to test out the, the, the uh, messaging by, yeah. by doing a live stream and seeing what people react to and something that you thought, okay, this is great stuff. And you don't see much of a reaction to it. Um, and, and you, you may just say, okay, maybe that, that should be a much smaller part or maybe I should get rid of it altogether. And then there's other things that maybe you took for granted, right? You thought everybody knows this already or they're not interested in it or whatever. And you see where the comments are going, where the questions are going. I mean, every single time I do anything related to tech, people are fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. And I, I look at that as sort of, you know, the three, the three different places that people tend to come from when they come into live streaming, right? They're, they've either come from. Broadcasting social media and tech, and I would certainly put tech as the third of the three uh of my strengths right I was a professional broadcaster i've done been very active in in social media, including in my business um and and then i I know some of the technology and I'm using it I use some of it when I worked in radio whatever but i I would never say that I was a tech person, but you know. Just sharing my experience using different technology, using microphones, uh, using software, trying a new app, things like that. Once you've sort of established yourself as a, as a live streamer, people are fascinated to know what you think of it. And, and I, I mean, that's something that I know that I can, I can do an unboxing. There's a lot of things that I never thought about doing that now I'm saying, okay, that needs to be a part of what I do is talking about tech and talking about products and talking about my process for how I you know record different different videos and things like that and and people are fascinated by that stuff and i I might not have thought that you know um i my experience in radio was uh gosh, I hope this next radio station I work at will be one where they have somebody running the board, and I don't have to touch anything but that <laughs> microphone. I I just turned the microphone on and off. That's good because uh running a board and radio was kind of complicated I can't and even
0: imagine. If you
1: do it all day, it becomes like, you know, dead. And <laughs> the, like well, it's both it's like you it's like periods of high stress and then it's like uh you're just sort of sitting there behind the okay all right, we gotta wait for the commercial <laughs> and and then so much stuff's probably automated now, but still uh you know so so that's that's something and i'm I'm sure you'll find that with your business that that there are just things that you might have thought okay i've covered that or it's not that everybody knows that or everybody's interested and and I think when we're good at things too um or things come kind of naturally to us, we don't necessarily realize what other people are struggling with or what their pain points are right oh totally we don't think like nah you know i hooked up a microphone i plugged it in there right you know whatever like again i don't think of myself as a tech person but probably i pick up on this stuff pretty quickly and i just didn't realize that because it's never been something that's been a focus of mine and and so we often sometimes downplay uh, what we're good at, just because it it, it it comes naturally, and we assume everybody else gets it too. <laughs>
0: You know, it's funny, I, I had a conversation with Troy Dean recently. Uh, he's big in the WordPress space. And he reminded me he said, you know, there are people who are discovering WordPress every single day. So you forget and and it's one of the cornerstone pieces of content that I am committed to getting up on the WordPress chick is how to set up and install a WordPress blog, or WordPress, you know, so many people are still looking for that. And, and when I had gotten started, I didn't do it because I thought, oh, other people have done it. But I have my own spin and all of that. So I totally agree. I'd like to shift a little bit. Can you talk sure. about some of the shows where you see people doing live streaming well? Like, what are some examples? And ideally, uh, maybe in this space, sort of the digital marketing space?
1: Sure. Um Well, I think it's all sort of in the digital marketing space, isn't it? That's true. That's true. (laughs) Anybody who's trying to monetize it in some way is sort of in the digital marketing space. Um, The reason why I say that is um, let me talk about one show that I kind of had a role on that. uh, But but it's not my creation in any way. It's... uh, do you know Mario Armstrong? Uh, he's a today show personality. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Okay. So he, he created the never settle show with his team and it's basically the first live streamed show, um, with a full studio audience and in-person guests and, you know, network quality camera people, you know, multiple professional cameras and, uh, just, Really, bringing marrying sort of TV and social media, right? Like the the level of TV production, but doing it live. He does a pre show event, all that kind of stuff. Um, obviously, he's involved in marketing that show, and you know, getting sponsors and things like that. He had some great sponsors, and um, uses all the different kinds of um, avenues for those sponsors to get their message out. Uh, within a live stream that are are different than what you would generally see in, in a typical TV show, even in a live TV show, they break and they go to commercial. Right? right. But how do we have native advertising, product placement, gift bags to members of the audience where he shares what's in like all these different different ways? Uh, people discussing the products in the chat. So then the, that message gets amplified uh, giveaways, all, all sorts of different things. So I, I think he's, that's really, uh, a great showcase for all the different ways that people, um, can, can provide opportunities for sponsors and advertisers and even affiliates. Uh, they want to make more affiliate sales. How are different ways they can bring that into live streaming, uh, that may be different than what you typically you think of as, you know, typical commercials on, uh, on television. So, and so that, that obviously is a huge production and that shows beyond what any one person or 10 people could do on, on, uh, on their own or working together. Um, but obviously that's kind of a groundbreaking show for, for live streaming, uh, because of, uh, you know, the, it, 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 it's, there's a whole event around it. Um, I think uh, Mitch Jackson does great stuff. He's been live streaming since the Spreecast days. Um He does uh, the show dot live with uh, Jen Hoverstead and they do interviews with uh, interesting people in the world of social media and marketing and digital and um, entrepreneurs and people like that, and, um, just very good interviews. I consider it one of like the sort of flagship live stream shows, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so interviewing is an art, and I, I, I think they do it very well. Um, Todd Bergen, somebody who's kind of new to this, newer to the space, and he's set up a f- fantastic home studio, um, for himself. I mean, with great lighting and, and top quality equipment and camcorders. And, you know, he's really gone all in on the equipment and the software and the gear and everything. And, uh, but he's a great interviewer. He's a great listener. He researches, uh, he has great guests on, um, he's somebody I think is doing it really well. And he's somebody who wants to, to make a business out of it, uh, by helping others who want to get into it through consulting and coaching and, teaching courses and things like that so um those are a few of the people there's a lot of people i mean somebody like mia voss who i just had on on one of my shows she's a luxury travel blogger so her use of it is is both doing shows but it's it's a lot of unscripted stuff it's just here we are let me show you this experience um i want to be a luxury travel
0: blogger (laughs)
1: you know people give you free stuff uh you know a free car to drive around a Lexus or a Toyota or whatever her sponsors are and you know she drives it around for a little while um i said they make you give it back though don't they and she's like yeah they do um but but so she can show just you know her experiences wherever she goes traveling um live streaming's a great way to take people on, on a tour with you and to share fun moments and When we talk about live streaming, you could really throw in things like Instagram video or Snapchat video, because even though they're recorded, they're recorded in the moment and then they're uploaded. Very few people are spending time editing those or, you know, hanging on to them and then uploading them three weeks later or something. I mean, that's the
0: benefit of it. Right. I mean, I think that people wouldn't want to see those edited.
1: Right. And I think there's also something to the disappearing content because you don't feel that, okay, this is going to be part of my long term digital footprint. So I have to make sure that everything is aligned with the brand messaging that I want. You still have to, but not you don't feel that pressure that it has to be perfect. Right. And nothing nothing's ever perfect or should be. But you, you strive to a certain level of professionalism. I think you can drop your guard a little bit more. When you feel like something is either going away as soon as you're off the air or it's, you know, hanging around for, for 24 hours and then it's, you know, and then it's gone. And, of course, you can save that stuff, too, and you can repurpose it. Um, but one of the things, you know, when we talked about repurposing is is that um, I'm finding that I'm really enjoying and I, I did almost no mobile for the first like year, year and a half. Um but I'm finding that, you know, I'm really enjoying doing mobile and doing stuff when I'm out and about and, you know, when I'm in New York City and I'm walking around just taking people on a walk with me, right, and mm-hmm. talking to them or, um, you know, going to an event and live streaming, grabbing people, interviewing them on the fly and stuff like that. Um, and, and some of that stuff can be repurposed and some of it doesn't really need to be, right? Yeah. Um, but it's still content, right? Because it's still an opportunity to connect with your community. Um And sometimes they like just chatting with you better than even watching. A, you know, you prep for a show and you're going to do an interview. And, you know, all these things are a lot of work and a lot of time promoting. And, all, and sometimes, you know what? All people want from you is to, to have a chance to chat with you or, you know, See you and, and hear from you and whatever. And so you can get a lot of, lot of mileage off of just a spontaneous live stream here and there. And, and so that stuff doesn't have to be, you know, that stuff doesn't have to go to your YouTube channel unless there's some gold in it, right? Otherwise it, and that's okay. But it's still content that you're creating. Um, that's keeping your community engaged with you and, and, and keeping yourself kind of top of the mind in, in your field.
0: Yeah, I sort of, (laughs) I use the term all the time. Everything is content. I I can, I can pretty much take anything and turn it into a piece of content towards an offer towards a, you know, a post, a podcast, whatever it is. And I think that's where the shift is happening with, with people and live streaming is, is, I would say live streaming is probably, you know, there's a lot of responsibility, not responsibility, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, a lot of credit should go to live streaming for that because Wait. people don't want scripted. you know it's kind of I mean a long time ago, I think when people were starting podcasts that they thought they needed to plan it out right, and it's like have some questions and have a guide, but you don't want it scripted um so with with platforms, I know as we're winding down, so I know b live just had a big announcement yesterday, and they're finally rolling out played uh paid, I can't talk today, and it's only eleven o'clock um <laughs> paid paid plans, which I was wondering when they were going to monetize the platform. Um, so what are your thoughts on some of the platforms?
1: So I, I actually um, have been so busy with a project that I've been a little bit out of the loop the last few days. So um, I'm excited to actually check that out. <laughs> now that you mentioned it, I didn't know exactly when that was going to be rolled out. Look, um, I think if you don't have a built-in audience on, on Periscope or on uh, YouTube, um and you're starting out a show i still think facebook live is the place to go because if you have a facebook page you have a, a bunch of people who've opted into that already uh who know who you are uh you also have the possibility of friends and family and you know business contacts and everybody else that you're connected to on facebook uh watching i think it's uh, easiest place to build an audience quickly uh is, is on facebook and so uh, to go live on Facebook, if you want to go live from from a desktop or a laptop, I think be live is a great option if your focus is on the engagement. Right. Mm-hmm. Because for live engagement, it's it's easy to get a guest on. There's a talk show uh, feature that allows people to come in and out so you can bring, you know, just like a call in radio show. People can come on, ask you a question. They can go off. You can do long form interviews, short segments. Um, It it allows you to put text on the screen without needing to buy expensive software. So uh, it identifies the the names of the people who are on camera. You can there's an agenda feature. You know, you can put a lower third with the name of your website or your guest's business or anything like that. So there's a lot of good good features. You can share photos. There's screen sharing. if your goal is the live engagement i think be live tv is a, is a great option especially um because you can um you can highlight people's comments from the chat and actually bring them up on the screen and people love that one you don't have to then read everything or acknowledge everything verbally which interrupts sometimes your flow when you say oh, hey, this person just posted a comment about this. And, you know, so you can take some of the comments and just post them on screen. And it gives viewers something to watch as it rolls by. But it also means that you can can be acknowledging people without having to verbally say something. So people love being acknowledged and people love seeing other people's highlight comments highlighted as well. So that's it. That's a great feature. Um, the thing is that the quality of recording that goes to Facebook Live, that Facebook Live saves, isn't that great. Yeah. So if the repurposing is the priority, if the priority is to make a podcast out of it or, you know, to upload it, to edit it or not edit it and upload it to YouTube or whatever, um, then I, I would then, if that's your priority, then look into, I would say, look into Jeans. Uh, which is a platform that uh, allows you to stream to Facebook Live, but they record locally, and they have really high-quality video and high-quality audio, which means you're not relying on the video that's recorded by Facebook from your live stream. You actually get a local recording that BeLive makes from their app. They have a dedicated app, which makes it less likely you're going to have Wi-Fi issues and things like that. Um, So that's if your focus is on repurposing and being on Facebook Live and that engagement is important, but not the most important thing, then that's a platform to look at. Another platform to look at is Crowdcast. Um, I'm not sure exactly what they're offering now. Um, It had been a very tough place to get an audience to go to. It's a really nice platform. It's like taking the best elements of Blab. And and making a sort of a a really professional luxury experience, right? It's mm-hmm. like going from a, a a budget car to a luxury car when you go on uh, Crowdcast. It's just a really beautiful platform, and it has some features that are great for marketers because uh, you can you can collect emails and get people to join your list, and you can you can segment different sections and collect. There, there's real time data. I mean, there's different tiers you have to pay for, but there's a lot of lot of different things it offers. But now I believe that Crowdcast is streaming to Facebook Live. So if it is, then that becomes something to to look at again. There are also some newer ones. uh, Ecamm, I think it's called. I
0: I have Ecamm. And, you know, what's interesting, sorry to interrupt, but the quality of Ecamm rocks like the the video quality, it was a one-off purchase. You can do screen sharing, but you can't do interviews yet.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's if you're doing a solo broadcast, then that's obviously a good option or people just asking you questions in the chat. Does it bring the comments from the chat into the interface or you have to have a separate window open where you uh... – you watch the comments.
0: Uh no, they're in the interface. It's a very um I would say kind of minimal interface, so you the comment I think they could do a better job of that to be honest with you. Um but you can see them and respond right into the interface too. And then while you're screen sharing, for me the first time I did it it was a little bit I'd say wonky, but it was like I needed to I had Facebook open on my other monitor so I could see where because you can keep the camera on you still while screen sharing, you know, so you've got a little window um like at the window in the window. And um so it's just figuring it out. But the quality was really great.
1: Wow, that's that's great. And do they record it locally or you just get the recording that goes out to Facebook?
0: Um Well, it's a it's a it's, it's you are recording it locally on your computer. Right. So is that what you mean? Like it's yeah, it's not a it's it's a I downloaded it. I feel like a really dunce tech person right now but like
1: you you can download it from Ecamm. you don't have to go download the facebook from the fa- the video from the facebook post
0: That's a good question. I I don't know because I'm assuming it's being recorded locally on my computer as well. Oh, okay. Okay. Just just um, kind of like like with cuz I use Ecamm, like this this is being recorded with Ecamm. so the saved file it, it's funny I just used facebook um, but the saved files on my desktop
1: oh okay um i i I gotta check that out. I think that's a pretty cool app from from what you're saying i mean that's that that's another good point about um be live t v is that it brings the comments into the interface so you don't have to have another window open and be going back and forth, but you can actually watch the comments and highlight the ones you want to go on on the screen right there in that in that one interface. Yeah. I
0: mean, I could see them at, like I said, it's, it wasn't as uh, I think they could do a better job of it. Um, you know, but for the most part um, it's the quality is great. It is for the listeners just so they know it is Mac only. Um, so as we wind down here, any last tips of advice, obviously we'll have the links to Livestream universe. People can connect with you on your, your Facebook page. Any last words of advice for wannabe live streamers or newbies? <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, just get going. Don't worry so much about what's the right tool or what's the right platform or the equipment. Um Chances are, if you have a computer with a webcam, uh, you have iPhone earbuds or some other type of headset, uh, you have everything you need to get started. Or, you know, you have a mobile phone. That's another way to do it and get started. And then uh, you can, you can pick and choose, you know, what you can, you want to acquire as you go along and what platforms you want to use and, and all that as you get more comfortable, but I'd say get started. Um, it's, it's low risk, high reward, right? At this point, I mean, if it doesn't go well, you don't like it. Um, just, you know, you don't have to continue with it as long as you're don't say something that would kill your business. And I think most people are smart enough to know where that line is. Yeah, right? I would hope. Right. Um, it's it's a win. It, it, it's a you know, the worst thing that happens is you decide you don't like it, but you understand the tools. And if your business ever needs it in the future, at least you understand what it is. And you know that, you know, this is maybe something you want to assign to somebody else or or whatever. Um, but you may find that you like it. Use the opportunity now while it's not a business necessity to develop the skill set and, and to learn about it. And, um, when it comes time that you can use it to benefit for y- your business, you'll be ahead of the competition because it's still a, a very small number of people who are doing this. And even as the adoption grows and more people start doing it, for most people, it'll be like, let me stream the birthday party for grand parents or whatever right it's Mm -hmm. not going to be people going on hosting talk shows and uh you know more uh sort of business related content or more creative content because i I consider high level content when somebody goes out and they give a tour of their their neighborhood or they give a, a a show off a walk on the beach or any of those things if you bring your personality and you 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 know you you know how to communicate well um or you develop that skill e- everywhere and every day is an opportunity to to create live content
0: yeah and like you said i mean you're you will just get better at it it it's just like anything else i don't know what it is with this space where people think everything's supposed to be a home run, like from the get go, you'll get better at it. And just to add last piece is that and, and watch live streams, see what you like, you know, be, be an active participant in live streaming, and see what feels right for you, you know, before you even pull the trigger if you want. Um, Ross, I love chatting with you. I feel like I could chat with you all day. Thank you so much <laughs> for being here. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so so
1: much for having me. I, I had a great time.
0: Absolutely, and I'm excited to see you be able to do this full-time at some point, too, even though you like your side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess that the live stream is a side hustle, right? But anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's fun.
1: I, I, it really is fun.
0: All right, everybody, you know the drill. Just hang on tight, and I'll have some links for you. All the links will be in the show notes. As always, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week. All right, guys, again, as always, thanks for listening. I appreciate you. Just a reminder to check out ContentSnare. That's contentsnare.com. And you can get 50% off your first two months using the coupon code WPCHICK. Just all caps WPCHICK. Almost tripped over that getting it out of my mouth. All right, guys, have a fabulous day and I will catch you next week.